It's February 14th, 2018, and it's a dark day for professional Dota. I'm Six Detmar. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Bottle Query Born, a Dota 2 podcast where we talk about Dota 2 on a podcast. Cullen, it's the holiday spirit. Can you feel it in the air? I mean, look at my pink car. Hold up. Ah, I'm, get, I'm getting something. I'm getting something. What season is it? It's a little weird. It's the holiday spirit. I can't even remember that song. Colin, we just, we, we love love on this podcast. We've always been a big advocate of love. And so we're here to talk about, as is tradition, the love episode of, of Bottle Crow. Mm-hmm. What, what do we have in store, Colin? Well, you know, we've got, um, we've got some, some official love from, from the team at Valve to us. Uh, we've got some uh, love for for our good friends in the in the pro scene and and the, their futures, and we've got uh, some love in the form of some some old friends coming back to tell us about what love is going to mean in the future oh. of Dota Two. What's love got to do? Got to do with it, Colin? You know, I think a very we should, good question. We should really start. Let's start with a patch, because the patch okay. is here. I, I'm I'm so glad to hear that the patch is here. And I mean, we're what? Hmm, what would the equivalent of clickbait be for podcasts? If I say the the phrase "Windranger boobs" enough, do we get more viewers? I mean, like, hmm. Pixar is there, didn't is happen. There an equivalent is, of is the, the thumbnail for a podcast? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think we should probably just change the feed to a picture. Of Windranger's slightly pushed out chest and slightly less stretched forearm. Because guess what? In the patch, we got some major things. Also, this is the patch we're talking about, not the Thursday patch, which is going to come out before we post this, I'm sure. <laughs> Six is right. be editing and be Shit. like, oh no. Perhaps I should have just stayed quiet. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. But it's okay. what we've got here, let's read. Let's see. Read Sir Bell videos. Minor updates on Windranger's model. This is understatement of of the patch honestly we've got the most i mean the most accurately modeled toes i think i've ever seen you should... so i understand that actually happened <sighs> on february 1st oh wow and it's just that we didn't notice what is what a sleeper patch yeah that's mm-hmm. you know a shadow buff i think people just want to play wind ranger to look at her toes i mean listen if you're into foot stuff i have great news Dota 2 is the game for you. Dota most, 2 is, yeah, yeah. has always been the game for we you. We have so much attention paid not on things that probably need updating. I mean, we did just have the spring cleaning update, but there's always more. But now, now we have, you know, Best Girl has amazing toes. So. I didn't know you rolled that way, Nick. That's cool. Um, I can just appreciate me a good foot finger. Uh, uh, that sounded a little weird. When it came yeah. out, I was just yeah, trying to say did. toes in a weird way. I'm <laughs> so Wind Ranger got some updates. She looks a little better now. Ish. Her chest still looks weird, but it has a shape now, if not a logical texture. And they also did a little work on her arm, but not enough. It's still got the weird stretched out texture. It's just not quite as harsh, I guess. I mean, it's it's beginner gains. You know, she's working on it. Mm-hmm. She's you know, she's you know. doing the thing. I uh, I appreciate it. I did. I honestly just like. I guess I figured at some point they would do a redesign of Wind Ranger because I feel like in a long enough time scheme they'll probably remodel everyone. But yeah. like 
yeah, you know, I wasn't I wasn't expecting anything, so it's nice. Um, yeah. Is this the buff Wind Ranger needs to okay. become relevant again? In the <laughs> so meta? Roshan has also gotten some different thing. You know how we normally get you know Santa hat. We also have uh, Roshan. The Aegis is now a heart. It's now in the shape of a heart, and he leaves little hearts behind when he attacks. Mm-hmm. How much longer can we possibly talk about this? Because I think we have a good like two episodes in it. I just want to point special. out that I want to point out how like. This is honestly great because I really like Dota's approach to... So we've got two approaches to seasonal content in Dota. Mm-hmm. There's the, we added a terrible mini game. Mm-hmm. Don't love that one. Not a fan. And then there's just the, we we put a fun hat on the game without actually changing the gameplay. And I, I am glad to see them leaning into that side of things because it's fun. It's I just know. nice. The, yeah. the Christmas tree outside of the Roshan pit, the Santa hat, the heart Aegis. This is all great. Yeah. I mean, you've talked about you like, you know, the base game. You're generally never a fan of, you know, non-Dota games in Dota. I'm mm-hmm. I'm still hopeful. I'm, you know, naive, young, spring, sweet summer child. And I really think that they could do something with it. But I think they're they're also incapable of doing anything. You know, Nick... I uh, I previously suggested a custom game for winter that sounded almost fun to me, but it's still still honestly I pitched it and I thought I did a good job, but it You're didn't like, sound that fun to me. What if we just added a few more snow particles to Roche? That that's where it's at. However, yeah. uh, we do have a guest coming on. We have two guests coming on later, and one of them uh, sort of gave me a preview of some of their ideas of some some new Dota content. That might be might be seasonal. I couldn't tell by the way they were talking about it, if it was seasonal or if it was like permanent. Hmm. But it actually sounded pretty fun to me. Well, that's good. You know what sounds pretty fun to me? What's that? Meteor Hammer. You know, I uh, I've seen a lot of that that old hammer going around. That that good if old I hammer. If I had a hammer, and of course I am talking about Mjolnir, that the good old hammer. No, oh, the good old Meteor Hammer is a piece of trash. People keep buying it in pro games, <laughs> which causes people, I think, to buy it in regular games. Uh, I think I had an offline Dragon Knight who rushed it first item. Uh, he didn't use the active a lot, almost ever. Uh, I think it's a situation where well, the pros have figured out that mathematically this item must be amazing, right? I mean, it has to be at this point. And yet it's not. And so right now, it's a rush to discover who can figure out how to properly apply, apply the Meteor Hammer. And whoever does is going to win the International this year. It's just that simple. That's basically It's a it. rush to find the golden ticket. I oh my, Actually, actually though, you know how we like had an underwater theme last time? There's normally some sort of theme, right? Whether what it's if it's a, a chocolate hat? What's of a chocolate factory this year? What if it's Willy Wonka? Colin, it's going to be on a meteor or on an asteroid. It's going to be TI-8 is... The space TI in space. So the the color scheme will be like a black-purple type deal hmm. for space. Well, Meteor Hammer is like like black slash dark gray and then like sort of a cyan. And some blue, yeah. I could so see that, that being the, be the color colors. scheme. We, you heard it here first, TI-8. We know what's up. They'll probably host it. I think, uh, what did one of our guests message me on the Slack the other day? Um, 
Yeah, they've been having some meetings with uh, a company's who, whose name a company whose name I believe rhymes with uh, base splex about you know some possibilities for the, the upcoming TI. I don't want to reveal, reveal too much. We'll, we'll talk about it as it comes out. This August, the Dota 2 world is going to drop a meteor on Seattle. The International. Why no? haven't we no? been hired <laughs> to work for literally anybody? <laughs> yes, I don't know um, why. I do know why, actually. Honestly, I do know why. Stuns are just so good. They're a stun is good. a stun is a stun is a stun. Of course, of course. Like, and no one can talk draft, to a stun, yeah. of course. Here we go. <laughs> when you're drafting, when in doubt, just stun it out. That's been true basically forever. Mm-hmm. It, stuns are just good. Even if you have to you know, have this ridiculous backswing on it. Even if you need fine. a stun to land your stun, it's good. Well, also the thing is, I didn't put this in the notes. Have you seen the combos? I think Navi versus someone had an amazing combo where you use the Naga ult and the way mm-hmm. shift Q works, you can shift Q meteor hammer. So it's perfect every time asterisk. But did you see the problem with that? Yes. Spaghetti mm-hmm. code. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's maybe a little harsh. Um, it, I mean, it, it, I, it I, I always, I always get a little unhappy when I hear the phrase spaghetti code so this is no exception but like basically the way server ticks work it literally like the meteor hammer and the song ending happen at the exact same time and so sometimes whenever that happens yeah whenever that happens it'll be based on like the color of your hero like the color the pick order of your hero wait really order it's possibly the lobby that. order. That's... It's possibly the pick order. It's possibly if creeps have spawned and if you've used skills. Okay, actually, that is spaghetti. Okay, that is spaghetti code. <laughs> That's crazy. It's. Listen, I, mean, I, like, I, see... I love me some spaghetti. It's like noodle code. I see it how just that happens. hasn't been designed it's... to yeah. work. It hasn't been straightened out in this particular way, and that's fine. No, no, and, and I'm sure it'll get addressed. Happen, but... I'm sure it'll get addressed. No, it, I mean, it'll happen all the time if people do these Naga setups because it's. That's solid true. repro. I right? don't know. I don't know the like actual occurrence of that. I mean, you have people on Reddit say, "Oh yeah, I've had this happen to me," but what does that mean? It depends how noticeable it is and how easy it is mm-hmm. to fix. Because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of factors. If Bunny couldn't figure out all the criteria, then what hope do us mere mortals have? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the the answer is just you add an exception, right? In the well, no, this is this is how I would do it, and it'd be <laughs> Colin, another example of a different start... type of spaghetti code. <laughs> are you going so, to start talking actually, about your imaginary servers again? I was just gonna say I would just make an exception so that if Meteor Hammer and Song happened at the same time in the code, you just always made Meteor Hammer go second. But that's probably a really bad solution for reasons that I don't know because I'm not a coder. Spaghetti code. Well, also there's the fact that you can always be KB and spin. Or to like spell a rage out of these things. For some reason, it sure. just works. If all three things happen on the same tick, you'll get the spell immunity out first. Hmm. Lots interesting. of interesting things to talk about. That is that is interesting. Actually, I find it, it really interesting. I don't know if other people do. I'm I program stuff. So, but I think this is enough talk about the worst item in Dota Two. That's true. We'll Aether save... disc. Oh. Aeon disc. Aeon disc. I even got it wrong. The joke. Fails. I get it wrong all the time. 
Like for real it's, though, I'll be that's like, how yeah, bad it is. Is that I don't know the name. I mean, honestly, they're both discs. What is a lens but a disc? I, you don't have like a lens that's fucking cylindrical, right? It's not a long lens. You don't have a rectangular prism lens. I, you do. You can actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop talking about this. <laughs> Let's move on to some happy news before we get into some possibly upsetting news. Viewer discretion is advised because if you're viewing the podcast, what's wrong with you? So over the past week, Sumail turned 19. So mm-hmm. we have one more year left to make you know shitty jokes and criticisms about Sumail playing like a teenager. Like a, and then after that, you can never teenager. criticize Sumail again. He's I'm just, pretty sure that's just, how it works. I don't know yeah. about you, Six. When I turned 20, I was just immediately a well-respected member of my community. So, My parents used to be really critical of me, but then I hit 20, and it's just been, you know, yeah. bam, aces ever since. Get True. it? Aces. That's a joke about my sexuality. Um, so... <laughs> I think I heard just... the sound of Nick being uncomfortable. Ow. No, I just like... No. <laughs> I was looking for... I was actually honestly uncomfortable. My hand was hovering over my numpad to put some sort of sound out. And but you weren't sure what you were going to hit? I'm just like, what do, I, oh. what do I do here? I thought you were going to have another recurrence of you just hitting keys, trying to find the right one, and repeatedly <laughs> oh, shit. saying, oh, shit. shit. Where is it? Yeah. I've had my my horrible moment there. So so let's just let's stop stalling, Colin. I know what we're doing. Okay. We have we have some three really tragic announcements it's a dead about game. the pro scene. It's a yeah. dead game, actually. Yeah. First the, off... The three deaths. And what what started the cascade? Merlini announced he's officially leaving, like the Dota two scene. Mm-hmm. He's it's... he's you know he's been off and on in certain places, and I think he was planning on going to GESC Jakarta, something. Mm-hmm. But he said he's you know rescinded that, or he's unaccepted that, and he's he's basically moving on. He's no longer looking to cast or or analyze and any of that kind of thing. And it's for all, you know, the logical reasons he made a Twitter post about it and then made this like six paragraph long Reddit comment. And I read through it all, you know, a few days ago. And it was just it was just so melancholy. It was like, you know, because he's he's getting up there in the years, right? He's he wants to you know, settle down in a way. He wants to, like, have a dog. He wants mm-hmm. to be able to have a relationship, like, get married, not have to fly around the world all the time and live at a hotel for a while. He wants to have stable job prospects. All his friends, you know, he has a societal pressure and, you know, family pressure. All his old college friends are doctors or, you know, software engineers and stuff, and they have stable jobs, and they have... And it, it's not just that. You know, that's, like, normal stuff for literally anybody that they go through but he was talking about how personally for him when he first quit his job i don't remember what he was doing when he first quit his job to actually pursue a a career i guess in dota it's what he loved and he said you know i'm gonna i don't want to just slave away doing you know whatever his job was at the time and so he he quit his job and he pursued this you know dota job full-time basically but now as the years have gone on his his motivation kind of has dwindled because he doesn't really have like a goal. He doesn't mm-hmm. really know how to improve. I mean, we're talking about him here. He's like the first top thing. This is probably the most, you know, important thing for us to talk about on the podcast in terms of what's going on in the news because he's like, you know, he's a tier 1 caster. Yeah. What do you do now? 
And like there are there are tier one casters who I think have lots of room to improve, right? Like, hey, mm-hmm. it's not a surprise that I don't think all the like the quote unquote best casters are actually the best. Mm-hmm. Merlini is actually one of the best. Merlini is actually one of the five best casters in Dota. Yeah, Merlini for sure. is incredible. Um, but it, what does he do now? Basically, yeah. is what he's saying. He's like he has. He doesn't have people around him that he, you know, are in the same situation because this is a weird field to be in. It's not, you know, a traditional job or anything like that. So in terms of growth prospects, in terms of stability, in terms of just like improving himself, he even admits like, hey, I know I'm a tier one caster, which is good. Like he knows that. And so what? (laughs) Like he's he's not interested in doing anything besides Dota. Mm-hmm. And like the other, the other road is to like, okay, let me make the jump into being a, you know, like a, a competitor again. And he, and you know, he's tried that a few times and it hasn't gone great. And he says flat out in here, am I skilled enough to play competitive? Clearly not. Which yeah. you know is is it's a depressing sentiment, and I don't want to be mean, but I, yeah, I mean, I guess at this point you can kind of say like, no, nah, I just I can't hang up there anymore. Yeah, I mean, the dedication you have to put it into just like raw practice power, raw playing mm-hmm. shit tons of dota to be a pro and you'll also have to have the talent it's mm-hmm. of course yeah it's hard and also you don't have much job stability in being a player either right no because no even more so i think than being a caster which you can compensate for and stuff and study more in a way or practice differently than just playing the video game you have to be good at the game and the game changes and you know yada yada I don't think we have to convince people why it's hard to be you know a professional esports player for sure. Sure. But it's just, it's so sad. And he's like, you know, he wants to move on and wants all these things. And I'm like, yep, this totally makes sense. You know, you know, we, yeah. we wish the best for, for Mr. Ben Wu, but he's one of, I think, you know, you said he's one of the best five casters, like slash analysts. I, w- I would put him up there too. And he's one of like the group of kind of like, like the veggies boys kind of, you know, purge blitz, Ben, like all those people who hang around they're just it's it's the thing that's nice about certain you know esports things or certain uh sources of entertainment i guess at all that are you know less traditional they feel like hmm i i don't want to say they feel like you're their friends or something because that's not the case and you know that's weird to say but it's like you i don't know you can empathize with them more i guess feel like you're not so different from them what am i trying to say merlini merlini and also several other towns but specifically right now we're talking about merlini has made dota and the dota community a warmer smarter place yeah they're they're part of the community they don't feel separate that's what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. because i was trying to draw parallels in like my mind thinking about it to more traditional sports and entertainment stuff i was thinking like honestly who who does cast like, you know, do the play base plays and stuff for the NFL, for MLB, stuff like that. And it's like, yeah. John Madden. <laughs> John Cena? Yes, absolutely. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's not, even that isn't necessarily like a stable quote-unquote job. Normally, mm-hmm. a lot of the time, it's retired pros. And these retired pros, they had, you know, probably, if they're famous, these million-dollar contracts. So they have money saved up. They have this good lifestyle. And then they can get these less, you know, stable contracts and stuff to do casting for a while then they'll go do other stuff related to their sport because there's more money and infrastructure and stuff and so they can they can do that and then i was thinking you know how do you i was thinking if it was possible how do you create quote-unquote stability 
in the scene. And I, I don't think you do. I mean, there just needs to be so much more money in the scene. Yeah, and it, it just doesn't make sense. It, it's kind of what Riot wants to do, and that's like that's a certain thing. But when you have these, I don't know, these almost corporate figureheads as the casters instead of these community people who are there because they are the best and the community likes them for you know whatever reasons. I mean, it's not. not I don't want to should talk. You know, the league, the uh, what you call it, the LCS casters and stuff, because they're good and they have a lot of the same stuff. You know, they're still an esport. It still feels like you know the part of the the gaming community. What a loaded word. But when you have you know your talent and stuff be quote unquote part of the community more than other stuff, other traditional sports and things like that, you do. You know, there's clear downsides to that right stability and mm-hmm. what they have to sacrifice to be there and stuff it's yeah. just sad there's no solution I mean, it's not like it's a, a problem to be fixed it's just you know he's moving on to the next phase of his life and it's it's sad to see him leave yeah i mean it, enjoy it, what it does and I, I wish him the best and i think he's making the decision that's you know the best for for him and what he wants to do but i, I really like and I'm not. I don't think I'm being melodramatic when I say it hurts a little. You know, it's like I'm. I'm really fucking gonna yeah. miss that guy. I mean, I'll say it. Again. It feels like you know these people are your friends. They're part of the community, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know them personally, but it's like the internet friend thing. It's like you see this personality. You like their personality. Blitz, like fucking nicest fucking guy ever, right? Everybody mm-hmm. basically loves Blitz. He's nice, and he's he knows great. his shit. But he's not, you know, super sappy, nice, or, or fake. He just feels like this dude. Who seems really cool and knows and helps the Dota scene. Mm-hmm. But uh, they did post, a, speaking of Blitz, they posted this great picture today of Ben and Merlini. Uh, wow. Of Ben. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's uh, so, many, so many words. Two Merlinis, huh? Blitz and Merlini. Let's, let's go with that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is a retirement party together. and you're making two Merlini jokes. <laughs> They they're together today on Valentine's Day. They posted a lovely picture on Twitter. So yeah, it's nice. Best wishes. And then the second of our of our three great tragedies is uh, LD is also he's not retiring, but he says he's he's sort of stepping back from casting and he's going to focus on he's, other parts of the business. Yeah, this is less of an announcement, and more of like an explanation, really, because mm-hmm. you haven't seen LD around in a while, and he's involved in BTS. Is he? I think the founder, one of the founders of BTS, yeah, Game and so. Gods, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's working on the business side of stuff like that. And they're expanding. You know, they they started BTS as just this Dota thing, but now they want to grow their company. They want to stabilize it, obviously. And they just want to, he wants to, you know, progress. And so he's, over the past few months, done less casting and less analysis and kind of just been the, the business guy. And we, mm-hmm. we all pretty much knew that at this point, but he, I think, perhaps spurred on by Merlini's uh, announcement, you know, posted stuff about what he's up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just, you know, it makes you it makes you worry about, like, I mean, who's, you know, who's going to be next? I mean, who's like, is Winter? Like, what's, yeah. well, who's going to, who oh, else is, God, is like, where the fuck is more? Winter? Where is Winter? Oh, ho- hopefully he's coming real soon, because, honestly, God, where winter. is he? <laughs> And, I, like I yeah. forget, I've forgotten about him. Basically, like I don't yeah. think about him, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, that guy who used to be on, I love that guy." I mean, he wasn't yeah. 
he wasn't like bombastic. He wasn't a super That's why strong he's so personality. Great. Yeah, those kind of guys yeah. who still, you know, their value is inherent, right? They don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to shit talk, you know, people who are hyped and excited like that because I think there's a place for that, and I don't think that like demeans them as a person or anything. But it's just mm-hmm. it's satisfying to have variety like that. Yeah, and I, I like you know. I've I've sort of gone through my ups and downs with LD as a caster, but I I really respect a lot of the work he's done, and it's 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 a bummer that he's going to be stepping well that he has stepped away from casting, and that's not just like not just a moment. scheduling coincidence that it's yeah. like oh no this is sort of how he's going to be running things for a while. Yeah. It's I mean it's he bummer. said that he's he's not necessarily like oh, I'm never casting again. I'm going no, to focus on it. He's just like you know guys, I'm not going to go to these smaller events and stuff. I know it's probably going to mean I'm never going to go to TI again, possibly, and that makes me sad, but I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And then we have the third shadow that was cast over the the world of professional <laughs> Dota talent, which is um, there was also another announcement of um, uh, Sir Action Slacks actually came out and made a statement that, uh, <laughs> tragically, he is not retiring from professional Dota and is going to keep at it. And we're all just we're all just heartbroken to hear that. Every day we stray further from God's light. Why, Slacks? Why? We've tried so hard to get rid of him, but he just comes right back around, and he he shows up in your heart again. And you say, "I'm gonna reach into my bag of sweetheart." Uh, what are these called? Sweethearts? No. What are the stupid heart-shaped candies that are on Valentine's Day called? Just the conversation hearts. Conversation. I guess they they have a certain name. I thought maybe not. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach in here. He comes around and he says, "Foxy lady." <laughs> I I have my ups and downs with Sir Action Slacks, but the piece of content he ran with the hotter colder game with Nahas. <laughs> did we mention was, that? No, did we, we did not. Forget to mention that. Holy, we, fuck. Didn't, we didn't. We didn't forget because at the time I didn't know I what I would say about it. But it was, it was one of the most magical pieces of of oh. Dota side content I've ever seen. Can, um, can I explain? It was what was it? Epicenter? No, uh, no. What the hell was it? it? Was the most recent big tournament possibly? I don't even remember anymore. I, yeah, it was something. Something that I I should have looked this. I'm pretty sure I meant to add this to the notes. It was like within a few weeks, I think. Uh, it was a Slack segment. Nahaz was at you know this event, and it was a segment. He started. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Hot or Haz. And he played you know the hot or cold game where you know you you move around, and he says hot if you're getting closer to the thing, and cold if you're getting farther away. And he basically, I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive, actually took Nahaz's laptop and then put it on the roof of the venue. <laughs> And then the fucking, and I mean, the production crew is just like in Nahaz's green room or whatever with Slacks. And then Nahaz walks in and he sees Slacks there. He already knows what's up, you can tell. And then, yes, you should just, you should just go watch it because Nahaz is so exasperated. I'm pretty sure he needed to do actual stats work and he might literally lose money from not doing it. I don't know. It's, but... Uh, we've it's, seen enough Nahaz uh, to know that Nahaz is not an incredible actor, and there no. is this like there is this like there is this Slacks, particular type of there is this particular type of smile that <laughs> we as humans have all come to recognize on someone who is genuinely furious but is trying to play nice because they're in front of an audience, because but they, they get want it, to the kill you. <laughs> Sex, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> he says that kind. 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, they, he like goes around and you know goes up some stairs. He's you know the behind the scenes. The crew is following him and. All the time, poor fucking Nahas has goddamn slacks behind him saying, oh, cold, 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 oh, freezing, oh, warm, warm, burning hot, burning hot, Haas, Haas, Haas. And then the moment when Nahas walks by the roof access ladder and Sykes suddenly goes, oh, freezing, freezing. There's this slow, there's you know, not very slow, slow in my mind, turn from the highs to slacks. So, no. <laughs> like, you can tell. This is just the moment where he's just saying, no. I think, I think as he starts much. climbing, as he starts climbing, he shouts something like, these are dress these shoes, are you idiot. <laughs> and then uh, they get on the roof and it's ra- it's like it's about to rain. It's right about to rain. And his laptop is like sitting out here on the fucking mm. roof. It's, it's uh, really something special. And honestly, like, you know, this segment itself, it's like a funny Slack segment. But the best part about it for me was the small little wish, this small hope in my heart that this is actually a segment, actually a recurring segment. And at every event where Slacks and the Haas are together, Slacks finds a way to play Hotter Haas. And so it's one of those bits, like Colin hates that I do with him, where I bring up a recurring thing, and he just gets the most exasperated. And I appreciated this bit too because I try to do the same thing. <laughs> I like on every when episode. You said, when you said recurring bit, I felt this wave of sympathetic <laughs> fury. <laughs> it's like oh, the Haas are holding you punch. <laughs> just like, like that is oh. my favorite. Hands down, favorite bit in anything is the rage and exasperation, but the person knows enough to make it funny and that, like, it is in fact a funny bit, even if they can't appreciate it as much themselves. It is my favorite kind of bit. When, like, you know, especially when, like, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, The Flophouse, they, their kind of humor is like this. One of their co-hosts, Dan, gets annoyed by Elliot all the time. And you know it's like, oh, this is a comedy podcast thing. You know, they're they're trying to make jokes. But at the same time, you can tell there's actual, like, frustration and fury <laughs> sometimes. And those are just the most magical moments. So I'm looking forward myself this year, 2018, the year of hot or haas. Make it happen, production companies. Hmm. Colin, I'm so sorry. These notes are out of order because I think we have to we have to bring it down because we've got another caster to talk about. Do we? We do. So, I think this guy is currently an ESL employee. He was casting, I think, some qualifiers. Now, some of the other stuff that's going on. Tea time. T e a time. That sounds like a nice, you know, it sounds like a real chill sounds, guy. He sounds like my cup of tea, honestly, if you know what yeah. I mean. And so I think he was casting a game, OG, who the fuck, what team is Bulldog on, Colin? <laughs> I don't know. Hold on a sec, Bulldog. <laughs> Admiral Bulldog. Um... Status retired, Team Alliance. I don't. I don't think so. What? What's happening? <laughs> okay, Caster Flaming Bulldog. It's 
OG versus um it's a picture of Viper is the team Loco. Was he like a sub for is GG? I have no idea. I have LOTV, whatever. So Bulldog was playing against OG and something bad happened or something. And then this guy Tea Time, he just like goes off on Bulldog and he says like Oh, yep, and here comes Bulldog, and he comes in. Oh, and yeah, he throws out a few spells in the middle of a team fight, and then he runs away. You know what? That kind of explains, at, uh, that kind of sums up Bulldog's contribution to, to Dota at the moment. He's, you know, washed up. He just comes in, he throws in a few things, and then he leaves. And throughout this whole game, he just, not even flames, but just, I don't, it kind of flames, just as like a dick about Bulldog. And it's mm-hmm. it's weird. I mean, there's, the Twitch clip that got sent around was just one certain thing where he says that thing about, oh, he's washed up and comes and does nothing. And I was like, wow, that's that's weird. I originally thought that this was, you know, I was reading about stuff and I was going to watch the clip. I figured this was a time where a caster goes to critical on like a certain play or a certain uh, pattern of behavior in a player. Because, I mean, you and I have done amateur casting and stuff before for for different games just for fun and mm-hmm. it's even on our level it's easy or perhaps even more so on our level it's easy to just like shit talk when you see a misplay mm-hmm. i mean that's just even when you're playing on the same team it's really easy to just shit talk other people when they fuck up right that's one uh, of the easiest yeah. things to do in dota and but you you got to know not to do it right especially yeah. when you're casting because that's it it may be right it may be correct that they fucked this up. Be like, oh, and this invoker just can't hit a fucking tornado. You, it's, you don't say it like this. Like, oh, no, an invoker, this is another tornado. Heartbreaking. Something like that. You don't say, oh, and fucking God, Uranium Heart cannot hit a goddamn meteor to save his life. This guy, you know, his win rate with his hero is like 30%. I honestly, why? I don't know why they even pick him. He really should not play mid lane anymore. You don't do that because it's not an entertaining cast and it's like it's just mean <laughs> and you don't necessarily know a lot mm-hmm. as a caster sometimes so and like listen, watching the clip um i didn't it didn't come across that way to me like he was like just accidentally going too harsh with his criticism yeah once but I it watched, came I was like, mm. but it like what i thought was like i i was like maybe this guy is a piece of shit or like or maybe this is like some some real fucking like Andy Deep. Kaufman humor, like, yeah. just For sort sure. of like... Honestly, I saw this. I'm pretty sure this was on the front page of the Dota 2 Reddit. I just, yeah. I did not even click on this link until it stayed there for a while. Because the title is Caster Flaming Bulldog, very professional stream. And so I expected some, I mean, you see Bulldog's title in this, like, Twitch clip. I expected some, like, Bulldog joke. Mm-hmm. And then I eventually watched him, like, that's weird. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and then... More things continued to happen. I was really ready to talk. Like, I put this in the notes because I was like, oh, I want to talk about this because, you know, I want to talk about us and, you know, talk about our experiences as casters and, you know, recognizing that you have to not do this because it's an easy thing to just talk about when you're trying to find things to talk about. And then I looked into it some more and people kept posting stuff. And this tea time guy is like actually just a piece of shit. You know, acting like a piece of shit. I really wanted to t- come on and talk about, you know, like, oh, I, because I do hate this. I hate, you know, when on the, 
when Reddit does this, they see one mistake and they just jump on people. And I don't think Reddit, it's like Reddit's choice, uh, responsibility to like forgive casters, but I hate it when people are just like, oh, let's crucify this person for this one shitty mistake, especially when it's um, like, you know, tier two, tier three talent or players. It's just, sure. it's not, it's not right. It's like, whatever, it's just one mistake, you know. It'll fall by the wayside and they'll become great or it'll just, you know, they'll stay mediocre, whatever. These things happen. And then he had, there's this other clip that I put, um, he just, uh, he just is salty about Bulldog. I don't even know how to explain it. He's just a dick. <laughs> there's a pause and then he shit talks Bulldog to fill air. Yeah. So Bulldog, um. Bulldog started streaming the games that this guy was casting because he's like, I'm just going to stream these because apparently the only official caster is going to spend the whole time shit talking me. <laughs> so you guys can just watch my perspective as I play. Uh -huh. um, and it, the tournament is Epicenter, right? Um, and that's actually uh, against Epicenter rules. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the um, the clip in question is sort of like the, there's a pause and the admin's like, Bulldog... That's against the rules. You gotta stop streaming. And this guy is just very, very smug and delighted. He's like, I fucking knew it. Wow, this guy, he fucking start. You started this in Starlighter, you piece of shit. And then, but he's an ESL employee, remember? He's like, yeah, just like you know. Uh, maybe he doesn't say it on this clip. I don't think he does. Sorry to interrupt you there because I thought he said it. He did say it there. But I saw this clip too, and then I saw his tweets. Oh, oh, my blood. It boils. Chemical wage. Yeah, he seems like a real a real piece of trash. Yeah, he, this was like I don't know a few days ago, and he he tweeted something as pretending as if ESL had has the right to take down all of Bulldog's streams of their games. It's just like what the fuck? Oh, another person from ESL who doesn't understand how to not even take criticism, but like conduct themselves on the internet and i get that this guy's not like you know a fucking ceo or vp or anything he's just a caster but still it it was it was uh, a little bit unbelievable because i'm like how are you this i don't know stupid about this uh -huh. because then like toby calls him out on it and says like wow you you can't do this <laughs> um here let me go to the, the main thread again because one of the reddit mods just deleted all this the threads about it and grouped up uh bulldog nahaz kezu epicenter uh another bulldog wickram all these people like and uh toby one uh all these people just like called this dude out because he was kind of being shitty about it the entire thing i feel like yeah uh, you, you don't do this and it's confusing why he's he was even still like being a caster because he wasn't very good and apparently he used to cast CSGO, or maybe he still does, and he couldn't oh, take criticism okay. there that, either. That no, that explains everything. You should have just <laughs> said from the start he's a CSGO guy. Yep, I only discovered this like recently when I was finalizing okay. our notes. And I was like, oh, yeah. And someone linked like, to one thing, uh, a post a year ago in the CSGO subreddit. And, yeah, it's just... I... So just listen, guys. I know we said we said things like piece of trash and like unbelievable behavior and wildly unprofessional, but in the context of a CS:GO analyst, that's actually just kind of standard. So don't worry about it. Just par. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just that's just CS:GO. 
It's un- it's just unfortunate to well, see. Now, okay, now I'm okay. being unprofessional about CS:GO, but seriously, there are so many shitbags in CS:GO. Maybe I should play CS:GO. No, I, I I'm so bad at CS:GO. Yeah, me too. It's it's very bad. I I actually played a little bit of more Overwatch recently, but that's mm-hmm. that's for another time. Um, but it's, it was just it was unfortunate to see this guy casting, basically. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he wasn't even very good, and then he's reaching for, or just I don't. Maybe he wasn't even reaching because I didn't watch the entire thing. To be honest, I I didn't want to. He just decides to talk about this stuff and have this attitude, and it's not like a thing where, you know, you feel awkward. You're trying to be entertaining, and so you go to the easiest thing to do, which is just gang up on someone and make fun of them. Right? That's that's in life, like the easiest way out in a group of people to you know entertain or be part of the group of people just go shit on somebody right mm-hmm. but guess i mean most of us know that's not the right thing to do right so Nick, don't do it in dota i know i like it pains my heart to hear about this esl employee mm-hmm. shit talking the dota scene but are we the dota scene about to shit talk esl1 catawise or excuse me catawise excuse you excuse me there we go I think, I think perhaps not. We'll see. So this is our last piece of drama. Brace yourselves. So more on ESL one Karuitsa. I don't even remember what we were talking about earlier uh, on earlier podcasts. But the schedule came out. No, the schedule actually came out months ago. There was a fucking there was a Reddit thread. God damn it, Reddit or some sort of no. It was a tweet from Cyborg Matt. Excuse me. And it it basically said, like, hmm, so this is a 16-team major. There are four matches played at the LAN? At all. It's a it's a two-day LAN, but it's a 16-team major, which people generally like, you know, have more teams there and then actually battle it out there. But there was, there was going to be four matches played. And, I mean, it's two days, right? They couldn't do anything, basically, almost at all, about actually scheduling because things were scheduled before and after at the the venue they wanted to use whatever arena they were using uh-huh. and so they were going to have you know two best of threes the first day and then uh, sorry three best of threes the first day the quarterfinals and then a semi one quarterfinal and then two semifinals and then you have the grand final which is a best of five on sunday right okay and pe- lots of people were unhappy about that logically and illogically, because apparently the schedule was known, you know, forever ago when people bought tickets. So people would say, like, oh, I bought this $500 ticket and I, you know, I only know this. Well, that, you know, do some research. <laughs> and it, it, I want to say it kind of sucks, but I also don't know. Because what don't so this you is know? ESL1 Katowice, it's a major, it's a Dota 2 major. And I was like, sure. what the fuck? You just. And so you have, like, you rent out this arena and there's all these points and money given out and you play four matches in front of a crowd? Mm-hmm. But I guess first off, because this won't affect much, ESL is actually adding, they were, you know, they had a response and they'll say, okay, we'll investigate what to do on Sunday or, you know, possibly to add some sort of show match or some other content, right? Mm-hmm. So that's good. And so they've come out and they said they're going to have a third in fourth place, you know, the, the loser's final, basically, is going to be a best of three on Sunday morning. Okay. So there's going to be five matches played, which is, like, average to, you know, on the low side of stuff. That's totally fine. Especially for a two-day event. That's basically the max you can have. 
And there's something to be said and argued about having a best of three for the people who are going to be played in the grand finals at the same day. I mean, that's the way TI does it. They always have the the last semifinal, the lower bracket semifinal on the same day as the grand finals, right? Mm. It's a long day for the players, sure. But, I mean, that's part of the advantage, right, of the upper bracket is that you get exactly. to buy there. And mm. I think that's that's fine. That makes sense to me, honestly. Um, I like that there's a loners, a loser's final, for one thing. I'll talk about that. We don't normally see that. Normally, I think it's like, you know, you have first, second, and then third and fourth are the same. But here they're actually going to have a third place. So they yeah, they're okay. going to actually adjust their point. DPC points by giving out different uh, prize pools. So just, you know, it works that way based on the prize pool. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of it's kind of cool because yeah. uh, we don't normally see looters, losers finals. So, hey, that's that's a unique aspect of ESOL on Karavitsa. Uh I don't know if I like losers finals or not. It's nice to see, I guess, more games played by people, mm-hmm. right? And they have a chance to actually win some more points, so it's not like, you know, this useless thing. That's why you don't normally have it, right? Because your motivation is somewhat slashed, right? If you don't win, and then you're sure. just playing for the name of third place versus adjusting points. That's well, fine. We'll see I, how it shakes out. Yeah. So, but also, so you know this this whole Dota Pro Circuit thing. We still have these things called majors, and then we have minors, which are you know generally these smaller tournaments. But honestly, what is a major? Uh, it has a larger prize pool. Yeah, and that's that's like it. When mm-hmm. I think of major, and I think when a lot of people major, they think of the Valve produced majors, which are basically mini TIs, right? They're not necessarily trying to. They're not necessarily trying to make money, right? It's not like these are you know fucking philanthropic events but like the main idea of the the tournament is not like oh there's one business our business is we put on these tournaments right and so we have to do a certain amount of them for a year and they have to have certain margins and stuff like that it's just it's valve and then they hire a certain production company and stuff like that but my name's douglas mcgill goog and that sounds like a major pain in the ass i'm a tournament tournament organizer and i think as long as i got the prize pool you can shut up thank you for your input tom we'll see you next time on this major talk douglas i don't know why you said douglas i tom i thought you said thomas douglas actually no douglas major is your name excuse me sir i think maybe we just need to adjust to what a major means but at the same time i don't want to because i really liked having mini ti's i mean i don't know how you feel about it I don't know. I don't know. I uh I feel like having mini TIs as freak like once a month would make me want to die. Absolutely. Um yeah. So I feel like them being less of a big deal is kind of a good thing. But I more mean like I miss the quarterly major system, the seasonal yeah. majors. Yeah, that was nice. It's just because I want the battle pass. I I'm, I'm no. Please no. Please no more battle pass talk. Um, but oh wait, actually I don't know. Maybe it does. Like you know, it it changes the feel of the game and makes the game feel seasonal. When there was you know these battle passes for the, the seasonal majors, I don't know. I think we said the same thing when we were talking about the announcement about the new Dota Two Pro Circuit. 
it's still kind of young. I mean, we haven't even been through a, a full year, but it is a little unfortunate kind of to have, I think, these ridiculous expectations for majors sometimes, like especially when this is a two-day LAN event. It's like, you know, it's still a fucking long do amount of Dota, right? You mm. still probably won't sit through all of these fucking matches. I mean, I've only ever been, I went to Captain's Draft, right? That's my only Dota experience. That was a lot of fun. That was crazy fun, especially with like the environment and the, the venue. It was very intimate, but still to, to watch all that Dota would be crazy. Mm. Maybe not crazy, but like it's, it's an endeavor, right? It's not just natural. No, it's, no, it's, 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 it's a, a little tired. I would say it's a real test of stamina and will. Purity of will, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I I think maybe we just need to adjust our expectations, or maybe we change the name of the majors to just a little less minor, less minor, Mainers. a little bit more manners, 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 majoras minor. This joke is going nowhere. Absolutely. I don't have anything else to say about it. I don't know if you have thoughts. I don't think no. you do. No, I think I'm ready to toss it to our uh, our special guests for this episode. Absolutely. Should, should we sign off? Yeah, I guess so. Um, thanks so much for joining. Should I? You know what? I'll just do the regular, regular sign-off stuff right here um, so that our guests don't have to. I don't trust them. They'll probably forget. Fair. Um, so thanks so much for joining us. This has been another episode of Bottle Crow Reborn. You can find us on your podcatcher of choice if you want to give us a rating or review. That would be greatly appreciated or recommend us to a friend. I want to give a big thank you to Reddit user Pomodi, a.k.a. Jeffrey Bryce, the creator of the Highlander Music Pack, which is our intro and outro music and also are going to be our little segment transfer right here. You can find that pack in the Steam Workshop if you want to vote for it to help it get in-game in Dota 2. There will be a link down in the show notes. I also want to give a big thank you to Ashley Ryan, a.k.a. Svimmy, who created our podcast art, which you can see, you know, just a little image up there for our podcast. If you want to see more of her work, you can find it at patreon.com slash And speaking of Patreons, if you want to visit mine and my friends, you can go to patreon.com slash media. Back that, we have a Patreon-exclusive podcast called Oops All Anime, where we talk about anime. We have, uh, you know, just various projects you can check out, games, great stuff, and uh, we'd really love your support. I don't have any of that, but uh, I have this bag of conversation hearts, and I'll, I'll pull one out as, as our final final thing for this episode for us. Uh, easy to flez. What the fuck? Easy hmm. space two. P L E Z maybe easy to pleasey easy to please <laughs> too easy of course for it's our easy to please what's wrong with you well, you just put P L I don't know who writes please as P L E Z like P L Z oh, wait, sure wait like easy I thought it was just P L Z L E Z that sounds like like and they the misspelled like the like F. currency from fucking like Eve Online easy to please it's Plex I was making reference to Plex. What? Anyway, uh, peace out. All right, everyone, we are back in the saddle. Icefall is back.
with my boy. We are Surge Takeover. I'm screwing up this intro. Orange, you're glad to see me, everybody. Hey, it's me, Nick Godek, Surge here. Uh, it's been a while, I guess. I uh, Apparently, we came on this podcast one time. Uh, I can't remember why. Oh, we probably oh, had a reason. Oh, that's just like you. You're playing cool, huh? Uh, he's he's yeah, shy, folks. Me. Don't mind him. Don't mind him. He just he doesn't want to like he doesn't want you know it's it's one of them it's one of them sundries you know he you doesn't know, want you, you to know, know he no, cares. No, 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 no. Hold on. Before before we move on, sorry. Uh, in this this year or two since we've been on the pod, I don't know, whatever. Uh, people have been making comparisons. We're not really public people, right? Fraud, but uh, people no, have compared. Uh, our relationship, me to you, to uh, my brother, uh, Purge, and Slacks, and I, I, I don't appreciate that. I don't want to be associated with Slacks any Who's more Slacks? than I have to be through literally just my brother interacting with him. So, uh, is that like is that your you, brother's relationship with a pair of pants? That's really screwed that, up. That's what I. That's exactly what I mean. Fraud. Yep. All right. Well. I don't really want to think about the implications of that. I'll be, I'll be honest please, with you. Please don't, please not, not of my, don't, don't talk about my brother's uh, slacks anymore. Do you have, uh, do you have content that we should talk about or? Oh, oh, I've got look, this he's, Excel guys, he's playing, he's playing coy again. He like he slacks. doesn't know. All right, so folks, it's 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 February fourteenth. You know what they call that? That's the big day. That's the that's the day for that big V. You know what I'm saying? It's a Wednesday, so I think tomorrow a Dota 2 patch should be released. Is Do we have like a, a patch patch night eve? Is that a thing anymore with these this new schedule, actually? I don't think so. Sure. Sure, that's, sure, that's that it, what... Serge. Don't nobody tell him. Yeah, uh... no, that's exactly that's exactly it. And, and, and for that, uh, we're going to talk about how much we love uh, patches, right? Because uh, we, lo- uh, we love patches, don't we, Serge? So we're, we're talking about the patch. I, well, I we're see. talking about we're talking about love as a concept, sort of as it relates to the patch. <sighs> Boy, I need I need some alcohol around here. Yep, uh, that, that's exactly what we're doing. Yep. Uh, shall I shall I introduce the patch that's going to drop tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, this should be fine, right? This is this a live like radio show? Uh. I don't know if uh, your brother would like us. I've got like a walkie. I've got a walkie. Let me turn it on and hold. Yeah, like one of those little, you know, you hold down the button. A walkie breaker breaker. Yeah. Or a radio. A walkie. Pretty sure nobody has ever used the word walkie alone. Wait, wait, what do you mean alone? Like, I mean, I guess there's no one else in the room. On its solo. Like alone. No, nobody has ever spoken the word walkie in isolation. Correct. You really confused. Let's can you move just, on. Can you just get the confirmation on there? I'm I'm just gonna uh, move on. You anyway, know, I turned on the wa- I turned I turned it on, and there's no there's nothing in the air, so I think we're good. Okay, I'm I'm glad to hear there's somehow nothing in the air. That's great. So patch seven. Uh, I actually don't know. Did you? I don't know what number is supposed to be actually. So patch is here. Uh, this is the thought that counts update. Uh, I think we came on pod a year ago fuck i'm trying to remember now uh there was some update that we were talking about i think this was was related 
but somehow yeah, it was like the love something one, didn't right? get pushed to the main client. Yeah. Well, it was one of those things where, like, like, you know, I love my brother. You know, I love. I would never talk bad about my brother. Okay. But I'm gonna talk bad about my brother for a second here. Um, sometimes he kind of just forgets things. Some like like parts of the patch, and uh, mm-hmm. he did. He he forgot that he was doing all that like that stat perk stuff. You know. <sighs> yeah. Actually, kinda... I do. And it's coming back to me now. I uh, I put in a lot of work on this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so when he when he realized that that we had that whole patch which added like the love stat and like the bonuses from the love we stat, had the and fourth like, stat yeah and then he was like oh shit that totally breaks with the stat perk thing i'll have to oh, fix yeah. that before i can push that patch live and then he forgot to fix it and it just never happened yeah okay i i found my document finally on it oh that's what i was wondering where my my spreadsheet went on this yeah, so the last time we came on here, I was announcing with the work I'd done for the new patch uh, where we, we had a, a fourth stat added to the game besides just strength, edge, and int, right? And it was love. And right, love right. did certain things, uh, and we reclassified some heroes, like uh, Enchantress, Shadow Fiend, Wind Ranger, Magnus, and Nyx were the love heroes that I recommended for, for Ice Frog. Uh, and there were some great things. I oh, Here Here's all my items. We had Thread of Love, you know, the 150 gold plus three love item. Uh, we had the biggest item, the, the Cladog, 3,200 gold for plus 25 love. All these great items that, uh, oh boy, yeah, he never pushed those out. I, I, had, I had blocked this out of my mind, honestly. It was, it was pretty tilting at the time. Well, and also, I mean, you're a, you're a, you're a stats, you're like, you're a, an, you're an analyzer, right? It's your job uh, to like, yes. like think about the picture of how the game mechanics work together. And if you're thinking about mechanics that aren't in the game yet, that just screws everything up. So you have to forget. It's like a job skill. Um. Yeah. 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 You're right. I'd go with that. You're actually right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So here's what's happening. All that great love stuff. I, I'm actually pretty mad. Didn't get pushed. Let's hope I'll forget about that again. So the love stat. First of all, that's back. All my items, they're back. Love is back. You know how we have the new stat perks now, though, right? Like strength heroes, they get status resistance based on their strength. And int heroes get magic resistance based on their int. So love is back. It has a new stat perk, right? Uh, The hero perk increases your projectile speed based on your current level of love. Yeah. So, so, well, so it's the, the nice thing about this, right? Is that like sometimes you got projectiles that are slow and it's like, man, that's slow, that sucks. What if it was faster? Yep. Thank you. I'll, Thank I'll, you for I'll that. be I'll be honest, I didn't really have a lot to say about that okay. one. Okay. Well, that's great. And also, uh, just to bring back, you know, what we're doing with love now, because it originally increased move speed as well, but then Icefog took that and put that on the Agi as the stat perk, which is honestly the most underwhelming of all the stat perks. It's even on a fully uh, morphed Agi morphed morphling is really almost negligible. It's a little disappointing. I'm still working with him to see if we can do that. Not that I'm a Valve employee, of course, but you know. Uh, so f- HP and mana regen when you're close to allied heroes is scaled kind of like how the new region is scaled based on your love you get more regen when you're closer to more heroes that's how love works now it's base stat in addition to you know the items and stuff that gives 
it's really a better reflection of how love works in the real world. So, you know, it's, I, I really feel like actually, like it's a bummer that patch didn't get pushed, but we kind of, we kind of did a better job. We nailed it better with this second take, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I can appreciate sitting on an idea and developing it and, and working on it. I think hopefully this will be a better, I guess, product you could call it. But, you know, if if it was just us fixing what got busted, like, that wouldn't be much of a patch, would it? Well, I mean, he finally let me work on the spring cleaning update. Finally, you know, I'm not always allowed to work on, on the game, and that's fine. I don't, I don't necessarily want to work on the game. I want to actually play the game. I want to create the best strategies for the game. I want to min-max the game, right? I don't just want to actually build it. But he let me do the spring cleaning, and I found all this shit to fix, so... I, I'm fine doing spring cleaning updates till the, the cows come home, honestly. Serge, that's the stupidest thing you've ever said. Uh, it's a good thing I value uh, your opinion on this a lot. I'm going to take that to heart and reflect on it. You got to gotta think about the people want the people want content. The people want they want something new. They want something spicy. You got to give them that cayenne in their life. Did did. Did you get something put in this patch? Oh, let me. He didn't tell you. What's on the, the internal? I haven't synced to the server. So the 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 tab you're looking for, the part of the the part of the spreadsheet you're looking for, is the one that's labeled Dota Tinder. <clears throat> uh, oh, that's cool. So like iron branches, you can have like f- forest fires. Actually, oh, holy. What if you uh, could no, farm no, the jungle? No, uh, no. Here, here. Um, I mean, you'll see it when you look at start looking at the numbers, but it's it's more uh, like a swipe right, swipe often kind of thing. Dota Tinder. Every match, you have a member of the other team that is your soul mate. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Okay. It's uh, it's Dota Tinder, as mm-hmm. in the app. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to do you want me to break it down for you? I uh, I did a lot of I did a lot of work on this one. This one's really uh, really kind of my baby. Maybe maybe you're a little closer to slacks than I thought. Please please go on break it down since we are technically on a on a podcast. I think here. So uh, basically, the situation is uh, we were thinking about uh, and by we I basically just mean I. I'll be honest. My brother kind of just let me. He kind of trusted me a lot with this one, you know. He had absolute faith in me, and, and definitely cared. I'm I'm pretty sure there's on. some sort of uh, blackmail or underhanded dealing here. By the way, um, I guess listeners, uh, we'll see if if things come out. I mean, you know, I my I, lawyer I, has I, advised nope, me didn't, not didn't say anything. Well, I don't. know. So anything. every match you are gonna you're gonna join into your match, and there is a member of the other team that's your soulmate, right? What what does that mean? Do you know who they are? Do you like see who you've been? No, no, that's matched? the thing. It's 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 hidden, right? The game knows you don't. Oh, okay. Now you got an extra ability. It's on it's on your HUD, like near courier shit, right? It's another little butt. Perfect. It's More got buttons. a five minute cooldown, and it starts on cooldown at the start of the match. Every five minutes, or. Well, you know, if you spend this thing on a cooldown, you could sit on it. You designate an enemy, and if okay. they also designate you, the two of you go on a date. Uh, what? 
sorry, you broke up a little there. It's, oh, uh, it's it's like when you and a person that you are perhaps romantically interested in uh, take a uh, a journey out to uh, well, sure. you don't have to go out. I guess you could just go over to their house, or they could come over to your house. But basically, you have you have a moment, you have a time together to sort of experience each other and 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 understand each other better in a romantic context. Oh, I, I think I heard I heard uh, kids talking about these days. They're starting, but it's a uh, they call that the the Dota and Flame. Dota 2 and Flame. Is that what those, those kids call that when you uh, you go over to someone's house to play Dota 2? Is that what this kind of thing is? He's he's a he's a joker, folks. He's I don't think he's that clueless. No, it's like you're dating somebody. It's a date. Um, so the okay. way this works in, in game, okay. the way this works in game is when you two pick each other, you just get teleported uh, to a special part of the map, which is just a little restaurant, right? Oh, okay. And basically, just the two of you sit there for a bit and have a nice meal, and you talk, and you have a you have a date, you have a you have a chance to make a real connection with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, okay, so I know so far you haven't had any stats, right? You haven't had any numbers. You're getting antsy. I'm curious to see where you take this. I'll say that. So at the end of the meal, you get asked some questions. Or I should say, you just get asked one question, one to each person, right? And you are asked whether the date was a success or not. Okay. Now, Serge, you know game design, right? Uh, a little, I, I guess. Are you familiar with the prisoner's dilemma? The, Yeah. Why? It's the prisoner's dilemma, Serge. So the way this works so, uh, is, oh no, go ahead, please, please no, please. no, you, please go ahead. I'm in, I'm really into this now. So let's say the two people on the date are person A and person B, right? Okay. You ask them whether or not the date was a success. If A says yes and B says yes, both of them get two affection points. Affection. Okay. If A says yes but B says no, A loses two affection points, and B gains three affection points. And then vice versa, you know, if A says no, B says yes, A gains three, B loses two. Okay. And if both of them say no, neither of them get anything. Yes. Okay. So you actually, you've done the regular prisoners of element. Basically, you have this opportunity for two people to work together, quote-unquote. They're, you know, they have to agree. They have to vote a certain way. And if both of them say yes, if both of them, you know, go affirmatively, then they both get a minor, a minor reward. Or if one person votes no, they, the person who betrays, you know, quote-unquote, the other person who they think might vote yes, then the person who does the betraying gets more of a reward while the other person gets punished. However, if both people just try to do the betrayal route, then nothing happens. I see. Precisely, precisely. And now I hear you thinking, what are affection points for? I'm wondering what the fuck affection points do, yes. So once you get ten of these points, and they they accrue, they don't fade away, you just get them. There's a separate part of the scoreboard where you just got your affection points. Anyone can check. Once you get to ten, the game will just tell you who your true love is, who your soulmate is in this match. Oh, now, okay. <laughs> if you have gone on a successful something? date with that person by the end of the game, and a successful date is when both sides say yes. So, 
you have 10 points and you've gone on a successful date with your true love, you win the game. It doesn't what, matter what, what happens game? in the game, you win the game. You win that match of Dota. If you if have you... you have found your soulmate and you've gotten your 10 points and you've gotten that successful successful date, your ancient gets destroyed, you still win. You still gain MMR. Because you dated good, because you were real good at love. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reserve judgment for now. O- okay, so the the one person who's found their soulmate wins. Well, you could have more than one person find their soulmate. But, I I but think you have individual people winning the game. Is that in correct? addition to a team, yes. So say. I've just gotten 10 affection points. I'm the only one on my team who has gotten 10 affection points. And I also, uh, I went on a successful date with my soulmate. Would I alone win the game or would my team also win the game? Would I have won the game for my team? If your ancient is destroyed, the enemy team wins for destroying your ancient and then you win. But the rest of your team gets nothing. Uh... They get nothing. Love is not for them. So it's like you get a loss immunity. Yeah. Oh, hmm. Okay. Okay. Now I hear you saying, right? There's uh, this problem here, right? Where it's, where it's like, oh, if you've won at love, you've no longer got an incentive to play well, right? Well, yeah. Why? Why the fuck would you? Okay, how do you... So, so your that? team doesn't want you to get that number of points, do they? Because um, then you're not going to care about how you play. I mean, yeah, especially in pubs, I guess. It's true. So what if they had a way to stop you? What? Okay. What if, when you were on a date, your team could spend their buyback cooldowns to sabotage your date? What what do you mean? You could, they could buy back to. It doesn't sabotage? cost them the money, but it's a separate button below the buyback, and they hit it. And if their buyback is off cooldown, it just goes on cooldown as though they'd bought back, though they still have the money. So you, so you just spend the cool. You don't even buy back. You spend the cooldown on your buyback to sabotage the. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then and then, it forces them, to vote no. To vote no on oh for the prisoners to vote no at the end yes. Now that could mean they gain points, right? Uh, nope. It could. It actually could. Yes, you're true. They choose it the betrayal could, option, and the other person votes. Yes, that's true. It could mean they tie and get nothing. But what it certainly can mean is that they cannot have a successful date, and so they cannot uh, because both people wouldn't that. have said yes. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. So is there, there's no cap on affection points, right? You can't hit 10 and then you're out of dates. No, you can keep going. Okay. You can keep so going. So wait, uh, if this is, so this happens every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Only one person on the other team could be your soulmate. Yeah. I mean, if you get, to, if you get to a long game, wouldn't everybody just get 10 points and have, yeah. Everybody would have had a successful date with their soulmate, possibly, 
and would have over 10 points. So just nobody would be able to lose. That's a good point. Yeah. When the game ends on the losing team, only the first two people to make it. Only the first two people to reach these love qualifiers for victory get it. Everybody else, I don't care how many points you got. I don't care if you had your good date. Spots are taken. The bus is leaving. So you know when you've achieved a a affection victory, right? You know. Your team doesn't. But your team, I see. So they could still be working or spend their... Spend their own buyback cooldown to sabotage your day. Yep. But, actually, so if you know you've won an affection victory, actually, no. Could you double win the game? You mean, could you get an affection victory and then also destroy their ancient? And then play the actual video game, yes. Sure. So you would get bonus MMR, I guess, in ranked? No, I think you just get to report everyone on your team for free. For being lame. Actually, like if nerds. you get a free report back for that, that would be pretty... I would do that. I would definitely... I would definitely prioritize an affection win. Because just the chance to get a double... That would, that's very good. I'm sure there are no ethical dilemmas there with uh, giving you free reports. There's no absolutely. problem. No. Absolutely not. Pretty sure. So. Pretty sure I've done the math. Yeah, yeah. So, ten, so, only... Two players per team, I see. So there's a maximum of, a minimum of three people can lose the game. Yes. Three people, at least, will lose the game. Accurate. I I see some problems, <laughs> I've got to say. But, uh... Wait, 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 wait. I might wait. be able to balance it. What what problems? I'm still I'm still working on the whole motivation thing. I don't know if a double win is enough motivation once somebody has achieved an affection victory. Serge. Serge, buddy. I've had this part of the patch, like, it's been out for, like, we, it's been on the test servers for a while. Have you, you haven't been on the test what? servers. I, like, it's going live tomorrow. We can't really, there's not really a lot of time to is fix this? this. I, I really wish you'd spoken can, up can sooner. You just, can you? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to. What am I going to do? I'm going to. I'm gonna do a little singing here for the podcast. Would you mind taking off your headphones for a sec? Just to, uh, it's a surprise for you. Sure, sure. One sec. Okay. Uh, uh, go ahead, man. Okay. So uh, we set up a separate test server for ice fraud. Um. Nobody nobody plays on it, but there's a separate branch that we can push to, and that actually plays to Ice Fraud's client. Ice, yeah, give me give me one more sec. Uh, and that pushes to Ice Fraud's test client. I'm wondering if for some reason when we packaged up the next patch that comes out tomorrow, if, uh, shit, we might have grabbed the wrong test client. I didn't hear if you said yes. Yep, or I think not, we might have. Yeah, you can, you can come on back now. Can you like You can come back. Okay, okay. Did you Okay. <clears throat> okay. Yep, uh, we're all good now. All right, I got cool. out my uh uh whatever I was doing. Yep. Uh so I guess uh I guess that is in fact coming out on the patch tomorrow. I I just uh checked the official test server. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I know. It's it's you're kind of stunned because it's like like listen. No, I'm not stunned. I mean, I haven't been hit by a meteor hammer or anything, but I mean, listen, we're not we're not joking here, right? We all we all know what people say about me. They say that my designs are like like poorly thought out, right? That I don't that I, I don't like I, consider the variable. No, it's fine. I, nobody. It's you know what? Yeah, they can say that. All the proof is coming out tomorrow. All the proof. They're gonna. All of them are gonna see. Do you? I can't. I cannot wait for you to show them. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, I. I don't know. Is there any other patch stuff that they like? They like tweet Darkseer's vacuum cooldown again or something? I mean. Here. It looks like that's about it. You know, I know. Normally, uh, Icefog stays up overnight to finish the patch and do whatever he does. He normally tests it out for a while. It could change. It could change. I could see that. He normally doesn't make major changes overnight, but uh, I haven't analyzed the win rate of Darkseer recently on that Dota. Um, I mean, on Dota buff. But, uh,. Oh, we'll see. All right. Well, uh, I'm. How do. Do you do podcasts ever, Serge? I am acquainted with the idea of a podcast. How do you end them? <sighs> so you're you're recording something theoretically, right? You have been recording this. I mean, like when I talk, there's like these, like lines. I guess it's kind of like these little blobby shapes. So I think so. It seems like it's reacting to me talking. That I'm, uh, I'm very hopeful. Then, what you're gonna do is you just—I'm uh, pretty sure you have to power off your computer, and then it stops the recording. And then oh. you just—you want to make sure you see. So you're seeing those audio waveforms, right? You're seeing the blobs, uh-huh. then like uh-huh. the frequency distribution and stuff. You should hopefully have a little uh, Fourier chart in the bottom left, just to make sure that you've tuned things right. That's how I have things set up, at least for mine. Uh, so what you want to do, you see, it's kind of like it's kind of bumpy and wavy. You want to just sure. take a magnet and, you know, your hard drive, right? You just got to, yeah. once you've powered down, you just want to kind of smooth it out. So just for or probably like, I don't know, 50 to 100 times, I'll have to do the calculations based on your specific hard drive. I'll do those in a second. I'll, I'll send them to you over the uh, the walkie, I guess. Just just rub it over the hard drive for a while, and that'll clean out the signal. Every, and then wait, plug it back in. Wait, every time you do a podcast? Mm-hmm. Every time you do that a podcast. That sounds rough. At, it's a hard life, apparently. I don't know. Oh. That's that's why I'm not on it, to be honest. It's just it's just not a lot of fun. But then just plug that right back in, and uh, it'll automatically suck down the file to the server. And I will make sure that that is very safeguarded. And then I will definitely make sure that any of this gets out to the world. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I I guess thanks everybody for for ch- listening. And I'm gonna go ahead and hit the power switch right here. 